0: The Deep Dive Podcast
1: with Blake and Emily. In this podcast, we dive in and explore the issues faced by those who identify as LGBTQ+, and the history behind social acceptance of the rainbow community within Aotearoa New Zealand. This is brought to you by the students of the New Zealand Broadcasting School at Utter Institute of Canterbury.
0: Welcome back to The Deep Dive. We're on episode four and in this week we're going to be focusing on LGBTQ plus youth specifically. Joining us first is Paul Stevens, an openly gay Auckland based teacher and he's going to discuss the importance of students having LGBTQI plus
1: representation within their schooling amongst other things. We'll then take a look into the importance of support for the rainbow community in schools. But right now, Emily, what did you do this week?
0: Well, I went around campus and spoke to a couple of Rainbow students and got their opinion on whether they thought there should be more acceptance and support in schools for the Rainbow community through changing rooms, bathrooms, and just more support in general with teaching. Here's what they had to say. I think with the bathroom debate, like it's come a long way, but I still think that there's a little more work and effort that, you know, schools and like administration and places should, can put in, Um, but I definitely think like it's come a long way and there is support available. It's just not not that great.
1: You can never have too much like support and acceptance from teachers and um, changes like that in school, like gender neutral bathrooms. Because I feel like the more we normalize these things, the more people get comfortable with it and they're not so close-minded, especially towards like their classmates or schoolmates who are um, a part of the LGBT like rainbow community.
0: It's nice to hear that people still think there needs to be more support in schools to make it a more accepting space for the rainbow community. But now Blake, who are you speaking to?
1: Joining us now is Auckland teacher, Paul Stevens. Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. Uh, And to begin, could you just tell us a bit about your coming out journey and your position as a
2: teacher? So I've been a secondary school art teacher for about seven years now. And something that led me to become a teacher was my experience in high school and is connected to my coming out actually because uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty tough for me being a young person realizing that I was gay. I grew up in a religious family who were opposed to homosexuality, and so it was actually my history teacher when I was in high school who was the first person I knew who was openly queer, and they had a huge uh, and she had a huge influence uh, on my life for that reason she she demonstrated to me that what I'd been told about homosexuality wasn't true and that I could live a life as an as an openly gay person and be happy and be successful and not live the life that I'd been told was the only future open for people who were gay, which, you know, I'd been told that you, you would end up being lonely, that, that by all chances you would end up getting HIV, um, you know, and there wouldn't be any other option. For you, and kind of a life of sadness, as it were, and so I saw that there were um, other options available to me as a young person, and that was really, really transformative and so when when I was studying at university, I realized that teaching was something that I wanted to do, and so when I, when I became a teacher a few years later, it became really important to me to make sure that I was out in the classroom. Because I recognized, uh, and I continue to, the important role that, that a teacher plays in a young person's life. Apart from their parents, they, have, they are often the next most influential adults in a young person's life. And that's something that I continue to believe as a teacher, that it's really important to both teach your curriculum and make sure that you're doing everything you need to do as a teacher to prepare your students but also be that role model for young people and and recognise that sometimes you might be the only rainbow person in your student's life.
1: How do you believe more support for LGBTQI youth can be given in schools?
2: Part of the challenge in this space is that every school is so different. So I would definitely say that there are schools that are what you would call kind of the b- b- best practice in this area where they're open to having diversity groups, they're open to... Um, students choosing which parts of the uniform that they want to wear regardless of you know what might be down on their birth certificate or the gender that they've been assigned at birth and increasingly schools are open to allowing students to take someone of the same sex to the school board and, and are making sure that they're being really clear to all students that homophobia and that transphobia are not accepted so while there are definitely schools I would say uh, leading the way and doing amazing you know work in this space and making sure that schools are an inclusive space Part of the challenge is that our schooling system is really diverse. Schools have a lot of autonomy with the way that they're run. They are run effectively by the board and by their community who have a lot of say in how they're run. And so what that does mean is that across the country, and particularly I would say areas outside of the main centres, there really are areas that need to improve. And the challenge is that those schools aren't always identifying themselves or aren't always known, and in those schools we certainly know that in an ongoing way there are students with real need who are feeling incredibly isolated, and the data does support that view, that a lot of students feel isolated because of their sexuality or their gender identity, and so there is definitely a lot of work to do in that area.
1: Do you think there is still often a culture of homophobia and transphobia at schools that make it really difficult for rainbow youth to come out in those spaces?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And again, I mean, that's what the data does support as well, because young young people who are rainbow, who are queer, uh, who, who, who identify as gender diverse, they are significantly more likely to be bullied. They are significantly more likely to self-harm. They are significantly more likely to have concerns in terms of their mental health, which is not to say, of course, that we should act in a victimising way and imply that all rainbow students are struggling. That's certainly not true either. But definitely, we do know both anecdotally and based on the data that a lot of Rainbow students continue in our schools to experience homophobia and transphobia and it can impact really negatively on their outcomes.
1: Something I've discussed with others that I want to get your opinion about is do you think there is a trend of people who wait till post-high school to come out in order to try and avoid bullying from peers at school?
2: I think that's something that's been happening for many years and I would suggest that it probably continues to Certainly, it's something that's that's seen perhaps as part of the gay or the more broadly queer experience, which is one of a delayed adulthood. We sometimes talk about it kind of a being a Peter Pan syndrome or a sense that you're kind of going through your a- a- adolescent at a later stage. That was definitely something that I experienced, you know it's something that I've often reflected on that I didn't have the opportunity when I was in high school to go through those kind of kind of you know kind of a quote unquote normal milestones that a young person goes through, you know, whether it's dating or whether it's understanding who you are and being able to be affirmed in who you are in a really natural way, which aids your development. Uh, And I would definitely think that still happens. Absolutely. I think to some extent, that's probably something that's always going to be the case. And I would tend to think that it is part of the queer experience. But I've also come come to see that that's not necessarily a bad thing. That, you know, part of what it is to be queer and what it means to have a sense of pride, and that's what, you know, that's why we talk about pride, is that that's saying, yes, I'm different, and that's OK, and that's good.
1: In your opinion, what do you think are some of the biggest issues for LGBTQI plus youth currently? In terms
2: of really practical things that I think could be being done in nation from their communities, also students who are coming from religious backgrounds and who might be increasingly isolated, might be really isolated because of that. So those are probably some of the particular areas I think we need to really think about. In terms of really practical things that I think could be being done in the um, in the space of rainbow young people, I would say that it's about making sure that we're being more consistent and that our schools are all safe, making sure that we have really good consistent policies in place and making sure that schools are not able to slip between the cracks or claim that they're supporting their rainbow students when there's not really any uh, any evidence of that or they're not able to demonstrate that. And I think there it's really important that we put the resourcing in to both support young people and young rainbow people in terms of their mental health, but also really practical things to make sure that schools... Have, have, um, have a range of bathrooms which are available for people who don't necessarily identify as male or female as well.
1: And you touched on this before, but I just wondered, what are your thoughts on the importance of young people actually growing up with LGBTQI plus role models?
2: It's something that I'm, I, I, I think is so important because it was so important in my own life. I recognise the importance of teachers to be out if they're queer and for... Uh, all students to have rainbow role models in their lives. And that's because they they don't necessarily have people in their families who are openly queer. And this is not just the case for rainbow young people. Of course, it's really important for rainbow young people to see people, see older people who are a model for her, how how they could live as they develop into an adult. That's really, really important, obviously, because they need to see themselves. We all need to see ourselves in the world somewhere. But even beyond that, I think it's almost just as important for straight students to see student, to have teachers or have adults in their lives who show them that these are not things to be afraid of, that being gay, being lesbian, being trans, they're not things to be afraid of. That, in a certain sense, kind of again, quote unquote, it's it's normal for many of us. It's perfectly normal, and it should be normalised uh, in all young people's eyes. And it can particularly go against um, any of the transphobia or homophobia that they may have been taught or shown. What what happens to a young person who's been demonstrated homophobia and copies that, what they see when they have a teacher who's openly gay is they go, hang on a minute, I thought that, you know, I thought they were all X. I thought they were all kind of, you know, hate to say it, but icky or something, you know? And when they see that there's a role model, a teacher, that they really respect and that they like, and then they go, but hang on a minute, this doesn't fit. And that experience of having a role model who doesn't fit something they've previously been told, that breaks stigma right there. It plays a really important role in young people's lives of breaking that stigma and allowing them to see that what they've been told, that that hateful view that they've been shown previously, isn't true.
1: Okay, and we're going to have to wrap that up there, Paul. Uh, so once again, thank you so much for speaking with us today. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us.
0: Young people spend a huge amount of their time at school, where often for Rambo youth, it can be a struggle to navigate coming to terms with their gender or sexuality, when there is still often rampant homophobia and transphobia, and very little safe spaces. Blake Benny discusses the importance of more support for LGBTQI plus youth in schools.
1: High school. For so many people, it's often a difficult enough place to navigate through their formative years, in a time of self-discovery and figuring out who you want to be. For Rainbow Youth, however, the experience is often significantly more difficult and it can be a struggle for support and acceptance from their peers. Teacher Amanda Peter believes there needs to be a more concentrated effort to support young LGBTQI plus students within schools. Definitely And and not just in high school setting I think that it's time that we became more kind of gender neutral in primary schools as well I think that and I think schools are a place that you can experiment you're supposed to experiment with your learning well part of your learning is learning about yourself especially around The ideas of gender, it's really important that that, that schools become more inclusive so that people feel safe to be themselves. Q Canterbury's President Sarah thinks there is a need for more funding for education on rainbow people and issues for both students and teachers.
0: Lack of funding leads to lack of actually receiving that training and education and that's It's the same for groups like Rainbow Youth and Inside Out is that they need more funding in order to provide educational opportunities within schools, because that's what they do. Because from a curriculum standpoint and what the expectations are from the Ministry of Education, it should be, schools should be a safe place, they should be teaching about rainbow issues, they should be providing openness and care.
1: Something Amanda agrees with. I do think there's a, a lot of kind of conscious work that will require like a lot of professional development for people that are involved in education to be able to handle kind of handle it in a way that are, that allow people to feel safe and comfortable. Cute Canterbury member Ashton believes the views of young people's parents heavily impact the way rainbow people are treated. At high school sometimes it's
0: students are at that stage where they're bouncing their perspectives off what their parents think. And it's time slowly passing and hopefully it'll get better. But we're still in the generation where most parents grew up when it wasn't as widely accepted. And they've kind of reflected those beliefs onto their own children.
1: They say there is still a culture in schools that often excludes or separates Rainbow students.
0: When it came to PE class, how they'd like all the queer students or, or the openly queer students would quite often just get kind of pushed into the corner away from everyone else. So it was quite a lot of that being OK with it on the surface, but
1: not with their actions. Labour MP Lewis Lewisle wants to see universal support and safe spaces for rainbow youth in schools.
0: See, I think there should be queer straight alliance groups or rainbow groups in every school so that you don't have to go too far to get the support that you need. And so you reach out
1: to members of that group. She's hopeful that every student who is in the LGBTQI plus community has someone they can confide in at every school.
0: I'm hoping that every school has um, a counsellor who's very, you know, very supportive and openly supportive of the rainbow community. So that somebody has got an actual person in their life that they can talk to. Um, I think it's still scary for a lot of people
1: Last year, the Ministry of Education refreshed its guidelines on relationships and sexuality education to help educators design rainbow-friendly programmes. There's hope that with a growing awareness of LGBTQI issues in schools, they'll become more accepting of rainbow youths. Thanks for tuning in this week to The Deep Dive. Come back next week and hear us discuss family dynamics and relationships with those in the rainbow community.
0: If you need support, feel free to reach out to these free organisations who are here to help. Call Outline at 0800 Outline or Lifeline at 0800 Lifeline, or reach out for specialised LGBTQ+ services with Rainbow Youth at ry.org.nz.